Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Ugh, another pointless video call where nothing gets done. I think you're on mute, David. Uh, oh, uh, sorry. What did I miss? IT just approved Miro for the whole company. Miro? That's the... Online whiteboard. For team collaboration. We can make these long video meetings so much shorter with Miro boards. We can share ideas, feedback, and updates on them whenever. Actually see what we're talking about. It's all online. Miro will make our flexible work setup so much easier. With one virtual space for our brainstorms, projects, presentations. Oh, that sounds kind of amazing. So I don't need to wake up for 6 a.m. calls with the London office anymore. Now you're getting it. Don't let time zones get in the way of your team working well together. See why 99% of the Fortune 100 trust Miro to get good work done from anywhere. Get your first three boards free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com. Hey, everyone. This is John Rocco, one-third of the Geek Buddies, with this awesome ad for you. If you like this show and you want to make your own, and some of you have reached out and asked us about making your own podcast, well, let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never heard before. Go ahead and let your freak flag fly. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more places. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Take it from us here at the Geek Buddies. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, on with the Geek Buddies show. everyone and welcome to another brand new spoiler review here from the geek buddies and today we're going to be talking about uncharted i know we're a co- it's been out for a couple weeks we thought we'd get together though and do our spoiler review of it we assume everyone who's wanted to see it has seen it by now, so we're going to give our two cents on this film. But before we get started, I just want to give some love again to uh, to Carbon Healthy, uh, people who sponsor us and power us with their incredible uh, uh, abilities there as a national health care provider. If you are looking to get checked out, need something uh, done, or want to explore something wrong with you physically, please head on over to CarbonHealth.com and see what they've got for you. they got uh, 90 clinics in 14 states, virtual care in 24 states, they cover basically the entire country almost. So if you need something done or you need to get checked or tested in any way for COVID or if you're going overseas, that's all available there for Carbon Health. So go and visit them at CarbonHealth.com. They do believe that great health care should be accessible to everyone, and they work hard to make that happen. They come up with unique plans just for 
you. And a lot of people in this movie, Shannon McClung, certainly could have used some health care. And speaking of Shannon McClung, he is going to lead this review for us because Uncharted is his game, and he was looking forward to seeing what this movie and how this movie was going to be about and how it was going to turn out. So Shannon McClung, take it away. So first off, I'm wearing my Uncharted 4 A Thief's End <laughs> shirt just to di- just to display okay <laughs> just fair to enough. display my 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 og status as a as an uncharter um so yeah back in 2007 uncharted the the first game uncharted drake's fortune came out immediately caused a stir it was followed the next few years i i want to say uncharted amongst thieves or among thieves came out in 09 three drake's deception came out in 11 and i don't remember when uh a thief's end came out but you know they had some you know DL content as well. Um, off right off the bat, like there were talks of a movie, um, and over the years, over like ten years, they have had a revolving door of directors. Uh, start like you know David O. Russell was attached at one point, which would have been kind of a, a unique take on it, and that's I believe when uh, Mark Wahlberg was actually attached as Nate Drake. Neil Berger from Limitless, Seth Gordon, Sean Levy, Dan Trachtenberg, Travis Knight from Bumblebee. This movie could not land a director. It was sort of like the Flash movie. Like it just kept, it just kept going back into development hell. Well, finally, <laughs> they made, they had finally made the movie with Tom Holland as Nate Drake and Mark Wahlberg as Victor Sully Sullivan under the uh, watchful eye of Ruben Fleischer, who directed the, both the Zombieland movies, Venom, Gangsterland. Um, so yeah, like this, the whole co- concept of a younger Nate Drake and Drake and uh, Uncharted 3, Drake's Deception, um, we actually got a flashback where a younger Nate Drake meets a younger Victor Sullivan in Colombia, And that's where like, he's actually trying to steal the ring uh, that, that Nate wears. So that's where the whole conceit of this came came about and you know the fan base had a reaction because tom holland is a bit younger an easy 10 to 15 youngers than we probably think of nate in the games and coming into the movie that was kind of the big thought it's just like okay he's he's very young to be nate the filmmakers said this is going to be a role he could grow into if the first movie took off and based off the box office, it certainly seems like there's going to be a sequel. And then um, also the, the uh, Mark Wahlberg Sully has no mustache. Not that a mustache makes a character, but if you play the games, you know that Victor Sully Sullivan rocks an incredible mustache. So I'm going to kick this over to you guys first. Overall, expectations of what the movie was going to be and your overall response to what the movie was. Johnny, let's go to you first. Um, Expectations were not that high because video game adaptations have not always been good. So when they've come over theatrically, of course, Sonic the Hedgehog and Detective Pokemon have done well, but that's a rarity. And I know some people uh, will defend Warcraft. I did not think it was that great of a film. But so walking into this, I'm like, okay, let's see what we got. Is this going to be a Tom Holland vehicle? And we see this every once in a while where actors like kind of parlay a little bit of their action chops that they've developed in another franchise to start another franchise to see what they can do with it. Um, and so I was concerned and having all the multiple directors, as you mentioned here, the multiple iterations it went through before it finally found the big screen. I was concerned, and then when the backlash of the fans uh, made me even more concerned because I don't play the game, 
I've only played it maybe once or twice with Shannon at his house way back when. Um, and it's never really grabbed me the way it has grabbed our friend uh, Shannon McClung. So I went in going, I just want it to be a good movie and I want to enjoy myself. And I'll say this, for the first 45 minutes of the movie, I was having a good time. I, I thought the... I thought Tom Holland was incredible in the film throughout, to be 100%. Number one thing, Tom Holland was fantastic in this movie. I thought the Wahlberg thing was really weird. Uh, there were moments where they had good chemistry, and then moments where, like, why are you guys making these jokes when you guys met five minutes ago? It makes no sense why you're doing this. Um, and I'd say the two action sequences, the last action sequence with the ships is incredible. The cargo action sequence, which they start with, is fantastic. But um, where they lost me ironically was in the actual treasure hunting scenes i felt that a either they solved things too easily i don't i didn't understand sidelining sully for a majority of it and it looked like Wahlberg was pissed to be handing the action star movie mantle over to tom holland in, in that movie um and i also felt that there wasn't enough character development for us for me to care about the two female characters in the movie here as they were going through with this and yes, Banderas was fine. He does his thing. It's Banderas. He will make any character come to life. But then the way they offed him, I'm like, well, why the fuck did I even care about this? Why did you even cast Antonio Banderas if you weren't going to give him more to do so that when his death happens, I feel that. So there were some curious decisions made. But overall, I wouldn't say that I came out of this film unsatisfied. So the fact that they've announced a sequel is no surprise to me. The audience score is high. The box office is high. So I'm just hoping they get a new director, maybe, to come in and give the and not uh, Andy Serkis like they did with Venom. A new director to come in after Ruben Fleischer and find what really brings the magic to Uncharted uh, overall. So that's my overall thoughts. Vogel. Um, yeah, I mean, expectations were just bottom of the barrel. I just was going to the movies to buy some popcorn. So I was. I, I did not think, I mean, I was excited to see Tom Holland because I think Tom Holland's great, but I, I had very low expectations and kind of similar to John, like, I don't think it's a good movie, but I don't think it's a bad movie. Like, it is a movie that exists. And I think that okay. most of the reason why it is not a bad movie is due to Tom Holland. Yeah. I think that, I think that, uh, and Shannon and I were speaking about this earlier, I think this movie proves that Tom Holland is actually a tried and true movie star. I think that Tom Holland has been an amazing, spectacular Spider-Man for us. Uh, and I think in some of the other roles that he's done, he's been really solid. But this movie opened because Tom Holland was in it, not because it was Uncharted the video game. Like, as John has said, um, video game adaptations have been real, real spotty. Um, some have been okay. Some have been horrible. A couple have been really kind of captured the magic of the video games. I think that Tom Holland being cast as Nate Drake, as much as fans of the video game were not pleased about it, is maybe one of the best things they could have done. Um, because I yeah. think I would go see him as this character on Treasure Hunts in a bunch more movies. I think Mark Wahlberg as Sully is kind of a shame because I don't think he brought a lot to the role. I don't think he ruined things. I mm. think to John's point, sometimes the two of them seem to have nice rapport. Sometimes you were just kind of like, it's Mark Wahlberg. I think that there's probably a better actor out there that could have brought some different levels to Sully in a, in a way that Mark Wahlberg can't. But this is our Sully now, whether we like it or not. So he's there. Um, you know, I kind of think I agree with John in that I think some of the set pieces were great. I think Tom Holland brought his action chops to the movie in a big way that kind of made it all feel really, really dynamic. 
And although I liked some of the things they did with the treasure hunting, um, I love the idea of, you know, even just the concept of them trying to hunt through these ancient caves and ending up in a rave club or the important <laughs> artifact you need is now in a Papa John's. Like, that's kind of something I haven't seen in a Tomb Raider or Indiana Jones and how, like, mod the modern world has sort of invaded into these, like, treasure hunt things. I thought there was a lot of fun to be had there as an idea. I feel like they didn't really double down on it as much as they could have. Um, and I think that agreeing with John as well, I think that uh, both uh, the characters of Braddock and um, oh, Chloe. what was uh, Chloe. And Chloe. Yeah, Chloe, Braddock and Chloe were really cool characters. Like really? I think they both were legit, really interesting characters, and I think both actresses brought a lot to those roles. I think they could have been way bigger characters. I think you really, I think both of those actresses could have doubled down and done a lot more with those roles than they were given. So it's kind of one of those things like, as far as video game adaptations go, I think that Uncharted actually weathered better than most video adaptations do. Um, and it definitely, they definitely, I think, successfully created a world that I would not mind revisiting. I just hope when I come back to it, I'm revisiting on a way, way cooler adventure than what we got here. Yeah, you know, and, and we had talked about this earlier, but uh, coming, out, coming out of the movie, like, I, Tom Holland's casting didn't bother me at all. Okay. Uh, I was just kind of like, okay, this is this is a very capable young actor. Now we get to see, get to find out is every role that he does with an American accent a variation of Peter Parker? And at the end of this movie, we're like, no, it, this this Nate, Nate Drake is a different guy from Peter Parker. And I think it's sort of blue sky with him right now. Like you, you know, you've only got you know, it's it's all good stuff from here on in. Like we've established who the character is. It would have been nice to find out how he's like when did he become an export in parkour like but you know in the games it's the same thing like he doesn't really do parkour that much but he does have sort of these gravity defined movements um that are a part of the game uh mark Wahlberg was the one that's going into it i'm like god god i mean i i i like mark Wahlberg in the right role i think he's he's capable but it seems like if you want to expose the holes in an actor's game put him in a supporting role and oh, that's 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 kind of where that's kind of where it is. I don't think he I don't think he knows how to be a supporting player. And I think with the with Ruben Fleischer, to me, he's kind of like Martin Campbell. Um, when you get him on the right project, he's a very, very effective director. Ruben Fleischer in Zombieland, great. Ruben Fleischer and kind of anything else right now, he seems to be a hired gun without much of a point of view. And I think that's what an actor like Wahlberg needs in a supporting role because between the two of them neither one of them have any point of view it's Wahlberg's going to be Wahlberg which is what we got and Ruben Fleischer is going to point and shoot and I think there were also within some of those action sequences which for the most part I thought were really good I think there were some kind of basic directorial mistakes that I was like I feel like a director who is more invested in this material would have caught this mm. um drake getting knocked out of the plane and landing on the car like that doesn't bother me but the fact that tom holland literally is crouched on the car as it's fine like okay that doesn't work mm. and that's not something you would see in an uncharted game like him getting knocked out of a plane and grabbing onto a car grabbing onto chloe's hand in a car they would have that i mean it's it's pretty big for the game but they would have that but he would be holding on it would be still the the basic uh conceit of skydiving um so i think that that's or, there's or the conceit of physics or <laughs> physics sure 
<laughs> but uh, going to Tom Holland, like like we've already kind of said it, but yeah. but Tom Holland, Johnny, go. Do, do you see him as more than Peter Parker now? Do you see yeah. him as a movie star the way Vogel does? Yeah, I mean, uh, listen, you got to show me what you got, right? I mean, you've been watching films for a long time, and as as we all have, and it's like we've seen action stars come and go, we've seen comic book heroes come and go when they try to do other things or step out of there. I mean, Robert Downey Jr. has not had one successful film outside of the two franchises of Marvel and, and, and Sherlock Holmes. That tells you something. So you're like, okay, where where is he gonna? What is he gonna create here, Tom Holland? Because Tom Holland comes from a different school of acting. He's come. He's from one of those like you know. He's he's a guy who's done independent films, small films, had these really nuanced, layered, complex performances within those small films as a younger actor. So when he took the Spider-Man No Way Home, it's a way. It was a way. Or Spider-Man series. It was a way to bring an actor with some depth into the role, which is what Marvel has done with a lot of their casting. And so seeing him kind of step out into another franchise, I'm like, well, like you, Shannon, I was like. Well, is he gonna just gonna default back onto the Parker stuff? But no, this is a cocky, confident um, uh, kid with a lot of hubris, and I loved those layers and those uh, colors on Tom Holland as an actor. And as he rolled through all of this, he still was vulnerable. He still had these moments of like emotional connection with his brother, uh, being betrayed by Chloe uh, down there in that whatever that the salt vases or whatever that was. Um, and having the battle with uh, with uh, Sully uh, about the ring and about the gold when they're on the ship there before they end up having that moment where Sully throws the bag of gold away. We saw uh, this is why you cast an actor like this so that he can make those scenes in action movies that are sometimes glossed over or passed by or don't have an emotional depth and complexity that you would like to see. He brings that emotional depth and complexity. And he absolutely outacted Mark Wahlberg throughout the whole fucking movie. It was it was not even close. And look, Wahlberg is good in what he does. But Tom is a whole other actor. And uh, Scott Mendelson in Forbes wrote a great article about how he is the modern movie star. He is not yeah. the movie star that we think of in the past. And Mike, you mentioned this. He is a modern movie star. And we have to change our idea of what we think of movie stars or what qualifies as a movie star nowadays because of what Tom Holland and a couple of other actors are doing. <clears throat> I mean, I I mean, I, I haven't read Scott's articles, and I, I will because I've been saying that too, but I actually would push back a little bit and say, I think Tom Holland is absolutely the kind of movie star that we all grew up with. Like we, the, the three of us grew up in an era where you didn't talk about the big franchise that was coming out or how it connected to the other eight movies that were in that franchise. Like we were like, oh shit, there's a Tom Hanks movie coming out. Like, there's a Will Smith movie coming out. Right. There's an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie coming out. And Tom Holland, with Uncharted, I think stepped into a role of like, oh, shit, it's a Tom Holland movie. Like, let's go. And I think he really kind of stepped into that. And kind of, uh, to your point, John, about um, the the sort of lack of development uh, in the movie and some, like, emotional stuff, I think what Tom Holland really brought to this role is I think that the script, as far as the relationship between Nate and Sully... Uh, yeah. and everything between Nate and his brother is pretty by the numbers. I mean, there's nothing that's like earth shattering in the setup of this story. But I think what you really saw with Tom Holland is whether it was his scenes with Chloe or his scenes talking about his brother or anything, like he was bringing a life to this that maybe wasn't exactly on the page. But then you saw him and Sully have their big important moments where he was like, hey, Sully, yeah. you don't trust anybody. And Sully's like, that's the way I've raised. And it just like, like, 
Tom Holland had more chemistry with a postcard in this movie than he did with Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> like, oh like, like Tom wow. Holland, Tom wow. Holland looking at Tom Holland looking at those postcards and talking to his brother and being like, "What are you trying to tell me?" I was feeling more for that relationship than the ultimate him and Sully. You, you're selfish. You don't trust anybody. So when Sully reaches out at the end and gives up the treasure to help to help Nate, like. I accepted that as this is what's supposed to happen at this point in the movie, and I'm glad that we got here, and now these two are a team, and I'm excited to see what happens moving forward. But I didn't have any emotion about it. Mm. And I think that's really what, what a actor like Tom Holland does uh, well is. It's like you come into a movie, and look, him like saving Chloe's life uh, in, in the catacombs beneath the city, and then Chloe like turning her back on him and everything, like nothing there is necessarily shocking from a storytelling standpoint. But... <laughs> the sweetness that he brought to Nate when he saved her life and his just complete kind of shock when she betrays him, that's what sold it. And so I think that that's what really he brought to this role. In addition to like all of the amazing stunts and stuff that he can do because that's what Tom Holland can do. But I mean, there was just really kind of this like life that was happening underneath what was written on the page that kind of elevated it. Whereas with some other people in the movie, it was not elevated. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we, we we've covered Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> yeah, I think we have. Uh, it seems <laughs> enough. Yeah. Um, I'll switch over to the writing. So the writing, yeah. there are five credited writers on this, which is you know not unusual with a big IP <laughs> that a studio wants to land, launch a franchise off of. But overall, like the 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 treasure hunts of the uh, of Magellan. And the House of Mankato that you know Antonio Banderas is is represented of. I thought all that that's right out of the game. Something like that is very much right out of the game. Mm. Um, but there were definitely things that they planted that they that they could have uh, uh, watered a little bit stronger. Like you know you get to see Nate and Sam um, at at the orphanage and sort of Nate's what we should have seen was Nate's distaste of nuns. And then that comes back yeah. when they're in the church in Spain. And they t they, they're kind of making fun, like, oh, the big bad nun, the big bad nun. I'm like, okay, there was something there. there yeah. I imagine there was something there that either hit the cutting room floor or did not get fully fleshed out in the writing. Because that's something that Nate would have an issue with nuns, even though, like, I don't believe that's in the games. That's that's funny. Like, that's funny yeah. that this kind of this tough guy, um, you know, has, has some emotional scarring from, from, you know, being with the nuns of St. Francis. Um, what else in the story stuck out to you? The positives and the negatives, like th the things that worked and the things that maybe like the nun, like, oh, you had a, you had an opportunity here and maybe it was a little wasted. Vogel, I'll, I'll shoot to you first on this one. Uh, I think you really nailed it. I think that, you know, my, my opinion coming out of this movie is nothing, nothing was wrong. And as we all know, and if you've been listening to any of our spoiler reviews over the past couple of years, if I think something's wrong with the movie, I will very much tell you. I'll be like, <laughs> this makes no sense. This is, why did they do this? Like every beat in the movie, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like it all tracks, it's all there. But to Shannon's point, it was a bunch of opportunities lost. It was a bunch of stuff that you're like, that was fine. But like what you could have done so much more. So like I was saying before, this idea that like the modern world has sort of infringed upon these ancient things but not quite found it. So like so that you have this, oh, I need to pull this lever, but it's in a Papa John's, or you know, we're hunting this ancient we're five hundred years nobody's been there and now we're in a rave club. Like, there's a lot of really cool ideas there 
that could have been expanded upon. Um, and then any one of the set pieces that we had in the movie, none of which were bad. Like, every set piece was like, that makes sense. That's a cool place to have a set. But, like, it was so easy. Like, Tom Holland at the end of the movie literally drives his boat up to a cave entrance, and there's the ships. And not only that, there is a giant hole above the ships so that they can pull them out of there that I don't know why anybody didn't fall into and find these ships. Like, this is, these don't feel super hidden to me. So, like, it's sort of like the confines of the script and the time and everything. Like, okay, well, we're going to have to, like, lift these things out, so let's have a big hole. So there was always these things um, that you would be like, okay, I like this idea. Like, these ships look super cool. I like that he found them. That was pretty easy. I want, you know, like, there was just a lot of things where it was like, had you spent a little bit more time, had you made this a little bit more difficult, had you made this, had you taken this runner with the nuns and really doubled down on it, like, and so it's, it's one of those things where you look at it and you're like, nothing here is, nothing here is wrong and nothing here is particularly bad. It just could all have been elevated to be so much better. And I think when we, you know, and you don't, the, when you see a movie that's really, really, really good, where it's firing on all cylinders, you don't realize how many drafts of that script they went through where they had an idea and then they went, okay, how do we make this better? Okay, let's poke holes in this. Okay, how do we improve this? Okay, this line is funny, but is there a funnier line? Like that you go through over and over and over and over again and then the end result feels effortless. Whereas watching this movie, there was times where like it kind of felt like it was an effort to get through because you're like, yeah, okay, I get it. What's, what's next, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I agree with a lot of Michael said what Michael said already, and a couple of things you you touched on, Shannon. I mean, I'm not the writer here between the three of us. Obviously, you two are, so I'll make my points real quick, and then Shannon, please um, give your thoughts. My, real, the the relationship with Sully and uh, Barnett is it Barnett? Um, uh, Braddock. 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 Sorry, Braddock. This this is an this was an opportunity they blew. If if you're not going to make it work with with um, uh, with Nathan Drake, then make it work. With Brad, because she, there's obviously a history. There's a past between them, and it's only alluded to. And I yeah. get it. Oh, it's a you know we're leaving little crumbs for no, no. Give me something to give to flesh out a little bit more of the Sully. Give me more depth to Sully. Give me more of what what his motivations are. Why he so what is this past? I would have liked to have seen something more with them. And by by circumstance, if you had done that, you'd have also fleshed out Braddock's character a little bit more as well. Yeah. And Tony. Tati Gabrielle, Tati Gabrielle, she did a great job in terms of She's the an energy. amazing actress. Right? Yeah, the energy, the power, the look, all of it works so well. And I thought Sophia Ali did a nice job with what she was given. And here's where I go to my second point that I had an issue with the writing. Everyone is conveniently stupid at conveniently the right times. And that <laughs> felt to me, for a woman who's been doing this job for a long time, for her to fall so easily into the trap that he led about putting the wrong coordinates there, for Sully to just follow him on the phone, which is a way to sideline him, I thought was just ridiculous. And, and you know, you, you can make everybody intelligent and still find intelligent ways where they would have tricked people who've been doing this for a number of years. Um, and it just felt like to me, like she tricked him, I thought in a way that made sense because he was still figuring out the game of this being this uh, person who hunts down treasures. But the other side of it is, is her tricking or him tricking her was so easy that I was like, this is this is dumb. This is absolutely dumb. So to me, I think that's where the writing kind of failed here, that they went for the easier marks rather than wanting to elevate something and make it to make it cool and intelligent. Because 
guess what, ladies and gentlemen? People will follow intelligent plots. Plots. You've just got to make them interesting. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you, John. Um, uh, the the Braddock character, who I do not believe is from the games. Chloe is from the games. Yeah. Braddock, I think, is a, is an original creation. Um, the the idea that this is a woman that uh, Sully has a past, has a romantic past with. Yeah. You've set up a very fun dynamic that you have three people working together who do not trust each other, right. and then you have this other one who's working for our bad guy. I think Braddock killing. Uh, uh, Banderas was a huge mistake. I'm like, yes, Banderas is our bad guy. Let him be the bad guy. Let Braddock be the one who who maybe turns on him. Like, and that doesn't mean she has to then join our good guys. But let but let let him see it through mm-hmm. because I think that's just a more I think that's a more interesting story. And the thing is, is like they're definitely setting up this Nate Chloe romance, which for fans of the game, uh, that's not she's not Nate's. Uh, love like that's a character named Elena who oh. is I imagine in the sequel will come in because she's very she's a journalist she's very righteous so I think she will be an interesting addition to this to this trio presuming that they do bring Chloe back yeah. so I know we're kind of running out of time but I'll throw two more things out one and John you won't know this as much but the mm-hmm. score to the Uncharted games is one of the best video sco- uh, video game scores ever composed by Greg Edmondson. Like the last game, Uncharted 4, they switched over to Henry Jackman. But that Nate Drake theme, which we get a little bit of twice. We get one when we get to a specific cameo that we'll talk about in a second. But then we get it at the end when he grabs the gun holster from the guy in like that big last action sequence. Because that he has now become the Nate Drake that we know mm-hmm. from the games. Raman Jawadi, who uh, composed the score for the film, was very smart to use that score sparingly, even though I wish they would have used it more and hopefully they will use it more in the future. But overall, and I'll throw it to Vogel first on this because this is more his thing. Score, what did you think for Uncharted? I thought it was fine. Yep. You know, I mean, I think think that that was my... Like, again, this is like, it is a... Everything about this movie is like... Like, the, the score felt like the right score... For a nice treasure hunting movie, <laughs> but nothing about the score, save for the flares from the video game, uh, really like knocked me out of the park. Like I, you know, like again, you know, you think of those moments of movies where it's like Hans Zimmer's Pirates of the Caribbean. Like Pirates of the Caribbean, you can say whatever you want about Johnny Depp and everything, but like that bump bump ba da dum bump ba da dum. But like there's like you like that feels like a pirate score, but also holy shit, I can't get that out of my head. And so like you know like the the scores that we talk about when we do our score horsing, uh, you know it's those movies that that it's those scores that kind of tran- like fit the genre and fit the movie, but then transcend the movie. Like in a little bit that I've heard of the Batman score that Giacchino did, like that feels like it's just like blowing me out of the water. Uncharted score was perfectly adequate. <laughs> yeah, I, can't, I can't say too much about it. It didn't stand out to me, so I def- de- default to you guys. Whereas, whereas the uh, score for the Batman has and did throughout the movie, even though I can't say my overall fe- feelings about the movie, I can say the score was one Johnny, of the best parts. Blink, of the movie. blink twice for yes and once for no. I have some questions. <laughs> uh, so uh but yeah um yeah it didn't yeah you you heard the sweeping stuff and they try and it tried and and Jawadi is hit or miss for me sometimes because he also did the warcraft score i didn't think that was great but i thought the eternal score yeah. was very interesting i liked his score for the eternal so and he also great. did I game think, of thrones yes game yeah. of thrones i think i think he's a great i think he's a great composer i think that uh and again like you know it's one of those things like you like 
if you hear a bad score, you hear a bad score. Like if you yeah. see a movie and you're like, what are they doing? I Meet would Joe say Black. Batman versus Superman. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where you're just like, why is there a chorus singing religious themes? What's happening? Um, but uh, you know, this one was like, at no point did it pull me out of the movie um, because it all fit exactly what it was supposed to be, but at no point did it draw me in either. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I would say like we wanted Indiana Jones and we got Sahara. And you know, there's some there's some perfectly fine music, um, but overall it was like, oh God, you have such a great theme from the game. And the first time we hear that theme is when Nate and but, Chloe by the way, come out some, of the there's ocean. One, there's one person, there's one person who loves Sahara right now who's listening to this who just hates you. <laughs> look, look, one I person. have that. I I actually think the Sahara score is okay, but if anyone else hears it, they don't know it's Sahara. <laughs> um, the first time we get to hear that game score is when Nate and Chloe come out of the water after they've fallen into the ocean, and they meet a guy who's hanging out on the beach. I imagine most of our audience know this, but that is Nolan North, Ooh, who, who incredible voice actor, is also the voice of Nathan Drake from the game. So getting to have that little exchange I thought was one of the best parts of the movie. And I got to say the first time Nate puts his gun holsters on and we hear that classic score, um, I, it's one of the best parts of the movie in a movie that was eh. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. but, but the moment we see him put on those gun holsters, I was like, that awesome, awesome. I'm on board now. So here's, the, here's my problem with that Nolan North Nathan Drake cameo Easter egg moment. Um, an Easter egg is great when it's an Easter egg. Uh, not when it is an Easter egg with an a spotlight on it. Yeah, like, and so, like, for example, like, the, the, the I, I was talking to somebody about this. Um, Enchanted, uh, the Amy Adams movie, the Disney princess movie. Um, there are cameos throughout that movie of women who have voiced Disney princesses. Mm-hmm. They are, they are, they are scattered throughout the movie. Jodie Benson is in there. Like everybody, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of Easter eggs in there of people who have done of of, of Disney princesses. But when they're in the movie, if you didn't know them and you didn't know to look for them, the moment that happens is completely organic to the film. It completely makes sense, and I think that. What was written on the page was fine. Like, they walk out of the water. Some guy sitting there is like, what happened to you two? But the way the camera sort of lingered on the moment, I had, I was with a bunch of friends when we saw it. I had four people look at me and be like, the fuck is that? Like, who is that supposed to be? Like, what is that? And when you have people who don't know what the Easter egg is, completely baffled because it is such an obvious moment that you're highlighting something, that's not the way to do it. Well, and I think Ruben Fleischer is to blame for that. I think That's there was fair. probably a more organic way to do to do that scene. Yeah. Um, but but yes. So because, wrapping because he was up, just sitting on the beach, it was just totally weird. Yeah, I agree. It was oh totally yeah, one hundred percent. Like he, he should have been. He should have been a bartender. Or yeah, something. something like that. Yeah, right. <laughs> bartender with him in New York. That's a perfect place to put him as the guy who was running the business. That would have been funny to have him be his boss as the bartender in that place when we first meet Nathan Drake in New York um, there. Yeah, that would have worked so much better. Running off on one of your little adventures again, Nate. 
Yeah, something like, something like something, that. Something like that. Yeah. So wrapping up here, like it's it seems pretty clear that we're going to get a sequel. Yeah. Gentlemen, any hopes, any expectations, any thoughts on what that sequel would, could, or should be? Johnny Rocco, what do you think? I got no idea, my man. I I don't play these games. I don't know where they're going to go. And I hope you end this review by telling us what you think compared to the video game about this, what you thought they did with this and storyline overall. Because I don't know, but I know that I like Tom Holland in the film. I liked Sophie Ali. I thought she actually had nice chemistry with Tom. And uh, maybe they'll recast Sully. They recast uh, 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 Terrence Howard uh, with Don Cheadle. So it's possible to recast these characters that are kind of seconds or mentors or whatever, friends. So hope maybe they do that going into the second film. We shall see, although we did see him with the mustache in those post credit scenes, so who knows? Um, yeah, and certainly his brother is going to come back in the second film, and certainly we're getting the 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 guy who was the villain in um, – in Game of Thrones in the latter seasons. Hello, Asbeck. Yeah, Hello, yeah. Asbeck, who I like, who was in a great HBO Max show called The Investigation, if you guys haven't watched the Dutch show. Um, and to me, there's where your element is. So I'm like, okay, cool. I guess we're going down this path. This is going to be a lot of fun. And the brother element now will be a big part of the second film, and them reuniting. And I don't know the story in the game, so I don't know how that comes about. And you're probably right, Shannon. They'll probably bring in the uh, significant other of uh, nathan drake's uh, the reporter there to be a part of this and we'll see who they cast i'm looking at zendaya again maybe emma stone we shall see but um my big thing is get a new director get another director who's really good at this action stuff i hear bryce dallas howard is available i'm just putting it out <laughs> mike mikey yeah i mean look the good thing about it making a lot of money is that we'll probably get more uncharted movies with tom holland and that's great the bad part about it making a lot of money is there's not really any reason to shake things up like there's no reason for them to recast sully uh just because we didn't like him uh people clearly did they went to see the movie yeah there's not a hopefully they do you know i think it's easier to switch out directors in movies than it is like the you know uh the the front of camera talent and i do think that um the, my hope is that they get a different director. My hope is that you, you can, because I do think to Shannon's point, Mark Wahlberg with a different director could be a much better Sully. Like Mark Wahlberg with a director kind of saying, hey, here's what we're going for and here's what this movie is really about for you and Nate and here's what we really want this thing to be. Um, Mark Wahlberg might shine. Like he is not a bad actor. He just, I think Shannon really did say it best. He's an actor that needs someone with a point of view to sort of point him in the direction and be like, go. Um, so look, I think that, like I said, I don't think anything in this movie was bad. So I think the good news is, um, you have nowhere to go, but up, uh, no, that's not true. You could do worse, I guess, but like, but no, but I mean, you could, if you just build on everything that's here, I mean, the, the whole, everything that Johnny just laid out, like we know the brother's still around. We know that that is a relationship that's important to Nate. We know that from the video games, there's a love interest in the wings. We know that there's all these things that you can do. So give us some more complicated treasure hunting. Really double down on that. Like blow out these action sequences. Like make something that's a little bit more complicated. Like you have the potential, particularly with Tom Holland as your Nate Drake, this could be a modern day Indiana Jones franchise. It yeah. really has the potential to be that. I just hope they see that and find a director that can like drive it in that direction. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I absolutely agree with, with both of you. I mean, I think there are so many other Sullys <laughs> when I was watching the movie. Like, there are so many other actors that I think could have been a great Sully. Like, looking at sort of like an improvement on Mark Wahlberg, I'm like, could Matt Damon be Sully? Yeah. 
Oh you know, Josh God, Brolin yeah. be Sully. Yeah. Like there are there are better options, but uh yeah, I mean Mark Wahlberg, I imagine we're probably stuck with Mark Wahlberg. That and and that hopefully um he grows a better mustache because that was clearly something that was pasted on. Yeah, uh, and, and we, <laughs> might, we might be stuck with Ruben Fleischer because he can go <gasps> look at how much money I've made on all my movies. You can kiss my ass. I make money. So there's a real that's possibility. Tr- yeah, Venom, that's did. true. So they switched switch him up, up from on Venom. They, they did. switched I'm him not, up on Venom. Yeah, I'm not saying they wouldn't. I'm just saying Ruben Fleischer's counter to everybody's complaint, including mine about him as a, his ability is look at all the money I've made with my movies. Kiss my Yeah, ass. I mean, well, you're not you're not incorrect. And he has been quoted as saying he would like to revisit that world. And I sure hope he doesn't. And look, as and as much as we're like, you can you can easily take what we're saying and slice it the other way, too. Like. Yeah, I I think that there's a better Uncharted movie out there, and I think the different director would get us there. But give Ruben Fleischer a little bit mm-hmm. of credit here because we certainly haven't given it to him in the rest of this interview. In this review, yeah. um, <laughs> when you think about some video game adaptations, and you think about how bad an Uncharted movie could have been, yeah, yeah, yeah. this was not that. Yeah. So I, look, I I think that. And I think that, that, look, we all love video games uh, to some degree, and we all see the potential of these stories in video games and see them as valid as literature, as TV, as film, as anything else, but they don't usually get that amount of credit, and there's an Uncharted movie that could have come out that could have been real, real, real bad. I'm looking yeah, at sure. Mortal Kombat. I'm looking Ooh. at Mortal Kombat. <laughs> um, and so, like, Fleischer did give us a adequate Uncharted movie. I think there's a spectacular one out there, but this was adequate, and he does deserve some level of credit for that. Yeah, I agree. And and that post-credit sequence where they're talking with Gage, Pelo Asbic, um, that they are referencing things that happen in the first game. Oh, my guess is that they don't touch the story of that first game because that story has been told. That the the stories they're going to tell are going to take place in between those games. That whatever happens in the next one, if there's a post-credit sequence, they're going to be talking about you know, Shambhala or Shangri-La. Uh, that, that's kind of my guess. Um, you know, there were moments, there, there were absolute moments uh, where I just had a smile on my face from ear to ear. I mean, again, Nate getting the gun holsters, the video game theme ramping up. Did I, did I shed a tear? Maybe. I'm getting, I'm getting older. <laughs> but overall, I mean, to me, this is, this is a, a movie that borders on that solid B minus C plus C plus area. Will I will I buy it when it comes out? Probably, oh, because Shannon. I love the world of Uncharted, and <laughs> and and it will go right next to League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> say, it's right up there. You bet. You're, you're gonna have that great uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, Aquaman, Uncharted shelf that you can just love all day long. <laughs> My Aquaman shelf. What do you mean? So, yes, that is what we thought of the Uncharted movie. I've never done this part, so I'm going to throw it back to Oroka. Oh, yeah, there we go. That's what we thought about this uh, Uncharted movie, spoiler-wise. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, we appreciate you watching or listening to us as we do these uh, reviews here and our regular stuff on the Geek Buddies as well. Shannon, what do we have to tell them? I'll pass it back to you. Yeah, if you'd like to follow us on social media, on Twitter, it's at Geek underscore Buddies. On Instagram, at The underscore Geek underscore Buddies. If you'd like to follow me on social media, on Twitter, it's at Shannon underscore McClung. On Instagram, at Shannon the Geek Buddy. If you would like to follow Mr. Vogel, it is at MKToon. If you would like to follow Mr. Roca, it is at The Roca Says. Mike? 
Uh, look, finding the Geek Buddies is easier than finding a treasure in the Uncharted movies. So please tell all of your friends <laughs> to come check us bit. out. Just only a little bit. <laughs> um, here's some things that you guys can do to help make it even easier. Uh, hit that like button below. Subscribe to Johnny's Outlaw Nation page. Uh, definitely leave your comments. What did you think? Are we off base? Did you love Uncharted? Did you hate Uncharted? How does it stack up to the video games? If you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere podcasts are available, take a moment uh, to leave us some stars, leave us some comments so that people can find us and we go up in the rankings. And as always, the best thing that you guys can do is retweet this video, post it on your socials, and tell all of your friends to follow the clues right back here to the Geek Buddies. <laughs> That's good. That's good. And one more last shout out to, uh, to Carbon Health for powering and sponsoring us here on the Geek Buddies in the Outlaw Nation. If you have health care you need to get taken care of, with yourself or you need to get some health care with anyone friends family whatever you think they need to get some health care well then head on over to carbonhealth.com see what they've got available to you 90 clinics in 14 states virtual care in 24 states so much available for you to feel better about what's going on with your body and your life as well they got testing sometimes same day appointments depending on where you live we know it's tough to get into a doctor nowadays so the fact that they even offer that is pretty incredible so head over there to carbonhealth.com and see if they can help you today all right we're out of here y'all take care of yourselves have a great weekend and we'll talk to you next time with another brand new spoiler review here from the geek buddies <gasps> hey! Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.